podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. everyone, this is Nikki, you also known as Faces Trader, and you're watching the Awesome 10x Global Market Update. It is July 6, 2021. Let's begin. Okay, so for today, I want to talk about two IPOs, Legal Zoom and Sentinel One just got listed. Let's understand why these two companies might actually be important in your portfolios. So Legal Zoom is ticker symbol LZ. As you can see, it got um, it got listed about three days ago. And you're seeing that the stock price is already going from $36 to as high as $41 and has since closed at $39. What does LegalZoom do? So uh, in a nutshell, this LegalZoom IPO seems to be an online um, legal tech firm that allows creators and uh, customers to actually have uh, documents without necessarily having to hire a lawyer. Available documents would include wills, living trusts, business formation documents, copyright registrations, trademarks. The company also offers attorney referrals, registered agent services. It is a disruptive innovator for legal services. They use computer technology so that they could provide affordable, accessible legal services. And these have been noted by the American Bar Association and the business press. They claim to use resulting um, computer technology to lower prices, specifically $79 a month. And they are disrupting and helping people who otherwise couldn't afford a lawyer. And um, they're now also expanding their access to legal services. So um, the, it's actually a legal, um, the industry is all about legal protection, legal stuff. And um, it's something that is very useful for every entrepreneur. We were saying actually that one of the essential uh, things that an entrepreneur now needs is Shopify for their shop stores, for warehousing. They need a square for their cashless payments. If you're in Southeast Asia, you would actually be using Shopee, aka C Limited or Alibaba Lazada a lot. Um, you're also going to use cashless, uh, which is usually Gcash or online bank transfers, but predominantly I'd say Gcash or maybe Facebook, Instagram, or you could probably be using Rakuten and Viber because these are, of course, very um, huge for entrepreneurs. I'd say that LegalZoom is definitely one of the companies that you'd have to assume as a must buy. So the history, a few things. LegalZoom was founded by Mr. Brian Liu, Brian Lee, Edward Hartman, and Robert Shapiro. Uh, many people know that they have been uh, lending credibility as Mr. Shapiro was actually the company who um, is uh, the Los Angeles litigator and uh, has famous clients. So um, LegalZoom has been recognized a number of times for their uh, entrepreneurial acumen. Business Insider ranked LegalZoom 27 of the world's most valuable startups in 2011. In 2012, Fast Company ranked LegalZoom 26 on the list of most innovative companies. They formed a partnership with UK-based legal services provider to offer online legal services in the UK, including company formations and divorce documents. So they also have been um, 
supposedly they were sup uh, in 2014 there was an, an intent to acquire 200 million dollars of their equity to become uh, the largest shareholder pending regulatory approval and um, in 2015, they were making their very first UK acquisition that was Beaumont Legal, a 200-year-old firm in England, which describes itself as one of the largest conveyancers in the country. So um, let's try to understand how much this company's uh, IPO was and what they plan to do with their uh, proceeds. So LegalZoom IPO. Uh, the valuation. Okay, so Legal Zoom priced their IPO at $28 per share. It's above the proposed price range of $24 to $27. This is an online legal and compliance uh, company uh, making the latest shot with a valuation today of about $5 billion. So um, it's a law, it's a law firm uh, that's online, and you'll notice that it actually makes it cheaper given that um, a typical hourly rate right now is uh, more than thousands of dollars. So um, <clears throat> it allows businesses to actually get the necessary uh, convenience of online for legal work. Okay, so um, their revenues are up 30% and it's profitable. This is as of, when was this news bit? So as of June 29, 2021, legal Zoom, $7,000 hourly rate. Let's read this. So when it comes to lawyers, time is money. Um, this was the premise that fueled LegalZoom.com to help people do everything, filing for divorce, changing a name in an easier and cheaper manner. So um, the company's stock IPO is more than tenfold the increase since they aborted an IPO attempt beginning 2012. So they were at 10x in the last 10 years. They were just going to IPO $500 million. Now it's $5 billion because since then, LegalZoom actually grew their revenues. Right now, their revenues is about uh, triple the figures since 2011 and um, $156 million in revenue uh, right now. Okay, so... If you actually um, look at the valuation, some people would argue that's a bit frothy, 5 billion versus 150 million. That's roughly 30 times price to sales. Uh, so IPO-wise, it's expensive. Nonetheless, I'd still take a look at it because um, just like DocuSign and Zoom video were very essential needs for most entrepreneurs, um, it's possible that legal Zoom, which is a necessity for everyone who needs uh, documents like business permits, um, this is actually cheap for uh, from a consumer perspective, not as a company. Okay, so another IPO that's interesting to take a look at is Sentinel One. So the ticker symbol of Sentinel One is ticker symbol S. We're now seeing the stock price hit $44, the lowest $40. What exactly does Sentinel One do? So we'll take a look at a quick a quick read on Sentinel One. So from their website, it says here that they're an American cybersecurity startup founded in 2013. Founded by Mr. Tomer Wayne Garden, Alma Cohen, and Ehud Shamir. Sige, let's read this. They now have more than 700 employees. Sentinel1.com from their website, it says here faster, stronger, smarter, autonomous. Cybersecurity prevents threats at faster speed, greater scale, higher accuracy than humanly possible. We are XDR. So, okay, let's read that. Okay, how much was their IPO offering? 
Sentinel-1 is now named as a leader in the 2021 Gartner Magic Quadrant for endpoint protection platforms. They're leading the latest Mitre attack evaluation as the only vendor to deliver 100% visibility. The future of cybersecurity is autonomous. Today, cyber attackers are moving fast, fast enough that 11060 has become obsolete for effective detection, investigation, and response. The Singularity XDR is the only cybersecurity platform empowering modern enterprises to take action in real time with greater, with greater visibility of their dynamic attack surface and AI-powered automation. Let's watch this. The Minutes. unknown expanse of cyberspace. Endless darkness surrounds elusive points of light. The universe is based on the singular principle of endless change. And to stay ahead of cyber attacks, you must evolve faster than they do. Introducing the Sentinel-1 Singularity Platform, the next-generation cybersecurity platform powered by AI, built to autonomously defend against every attack at every stage in the threat lifecycle across every enterprise attack surface in one singular platform. At the core of Sentinel-1 Singularity is endpoint protection, powered by patented behavioral AI, it's designed to prevent, stop, and reverse known and unknown threats all in real time, without dependency of the cloud or security teams. Fused with our endpoint protection is Sentinel-1 Active EDR. Active EDR autonomously tracks, responds, and reverses the impacts of cyber attacks, allowing security teams to quickly understand the root cause and stories behind an attack and autonomously respond. Redefining the limits of the modern security platform, we've created Sentinel-1 Ranger. Ranger fortifies Sentinel-1 protected devices with IoT discovery and segmentation, detecting rogue and smart devices and segmenting them for IoT full control. We've expanded the capabilities of Singularity even further with Sentinel-1 Cloud. Custom built to protect Kubernetes and containers, Sentinel-1's cloud native and workload protection is powered by our autonomous protection and response capabilities. The Sentinel-1 Singularity Platform, delivering a complete security platform that autonomously Okay, so um, I understood cybersecurity, cybersecurity. Okay, so um, let's read their IPO. Sentinel-1 is announcing their IPO at $35 per share. It's now trading at 44, so that would be about 30% um, higher. Okay, um, let's understand. They've got a 30-day option to also, um, the, the underwriters also have an underwriting option to, to have another additional 5.25 million shares at the same price. Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs acting as lead book runners. Okay, um, let me see what else can we read. So um, it's more than a recognition. It's the success of thousands of enterprises choosing our autonomous platform for cloud, Internet of Things, and endpoint protection. Okay, so um says here that <clears throat> they got the highest score in all the three Gartner critical capabilities. So that's very strong. Says here that their customers are choosing them because it's easy to deploy and manageable. Deploying enterprise-wide protection in seconds. Proven, tried, tested. Um, innovation you can see. All right. So named a 2020 customer's choice. Voice of the customer EDR. So they were uh, chosen by customers. That's a good thing. Let's see what their customers have to say. Sentinel-1 Sentinel becoming a main piece of our security platform. 
deployed by majority of our workstation and servers in our environment nearly overnight, pioneering solution and endpoint protection, rapid development cycle, best of breed platform support and unrivaled API, simple to manage, simply works as advertised, improve UX. Okay, so um, including three of the Fortune 10 and hundreds of the Global 2000, these are the clients, Aston Martin, JetBlue, Singapore Airlines, McKesson, Flex, Shutterfly, Pandora, S.A. Lauder, Nutanix, QNB, Carta, Kenneth Cole, purpose-built to prevent tomorrow's threats today. All right. Um, they're going to be a big competition versus CrowdStrike. So let's take a look further. Sentinel-1, hosted in AWS regions around the world. Um, okay, let's see that. Their alliances, enterprise-scale solutions. I want to see more about what they are doing. Okay, so apparently, uh, they're saying that if CrowdStrike had an 87% visibility, they've got 100%. So they're trying to say they're better than CrowdStrike. All right. Um, this Mitra Ingenuity attack evaluation shows that Sentinel-1 was the only vendor with 100% visibility, zero missed detections, and no configuration changes. Watch our on-demand webinar for a deep dive into Sentinel-1's results. Why the 2020 Mitre Ingenuity attack? Okay, so understanding that evaluation day. So there's a lot. Day one, day two. So they talk about that. Um, what those mean? What is this uh, Mitre Ingenuity attack evaluation? Okay, so let me read now any extra news and about them and perhaps more about their customers as well okay so singapore business review sentinel one received just the award for the best cybersecurity solution in asia pacific dell is issuing a security patch for hundreds of computer models going back to 2009 sentinel one is now acquiring a high-speed logging startup scalier for 155 million dollars TechCrunch writes they are an AI-based endpoint security firm and they're raising $300 million on a $3 billion valuation. Okay, um, they were also a CNBC, Disruptor 50. Um, and Aston uh, Martin is swapping out their legacy antivirus for an AI-driven service. So um, you've got great partners and you've got uh, really great, no, uh, great uh, testimonials for, from so many. Okay, so um, Singularity Ranger is now recognized for the ability to map, control, and protect every IoT connected device on a network. So it says here, the new normal has created a global remote workforce, increasing the chance for unmanaged IP-enabled devices directly neighboring enterprise infrastructure. This will compromise the company's overall network security. Even a compromised printer can become a competitor's home base for reconnaissance and lateral movement. It can even leave the system vulnerable to data attacks, cyber attacks, data breaches. Sentinel-1 addresses this risk with Ranger. This is an integral component of Sentinel-1 Singularity TM platform, an industry-first data lake, seamlessly fusing the data access control integration planes of its endpoint protection, endpoint detection, and response. Internet of Things security, cloud-based workload protection into a centralized platform. Okay, um, great features. Let me read more. Sentinel-1 is the only cybersecurity solution 
encompassing AI-powered prevention, detection, response, hunting across endpoints, containers, cloud workloads, IoT devices in a single autonomous XDR platform, organizations can gain full transparency into everything happening across a network at machine speed, defeating every attack, every stage of the threat life cycle. Hmm. Good job. Lots of good stuff about Sentinel-1. Let me read more about this Sentinel-1. So Assessor, it's a $3 billion company. Is that correct? So um, how, why, why did this say? Ah, okay, so maybe $10 billion today. So whatever I was reading a while ago is probably like two to three years ago. Um, Daniel Loeb is backing Sentinel-1, raising over a billion dollars in this upsized U.S. IPO. So um, $10 billion and yet still rising. So really strong, uh, strong people backing this up. Let's see. All right. So this is actually 2020. Just last year, um, they were supposed to be raising money privately at about $3 billion. And now an IPO, it's about $10 billion times three. So uh, let me read more. They've built a machine learning solution selling under the brand Singularity working in the entire edge of the network, meeting demand, all right. They also contacted TechCrunch um, as well as Israel. It should be noted this round was rumored for almost a month ahead of this, and the sums were actually off by quite a bit with $200 million, etc. This round included Tiger Global, Sequoia, Inside Partners, Third Point Ventures, Qualcomm Ventures. Looks like Sequoia is building up a new European operation around the world. So they're also backing Sentinel-1 on previous rounds and also in this round. So um, you'll notice that Sentinel-1 raised $200 million at a billion dollar valuation a few years ago. So um, let's read further. Around 450 cybersecurity companies are now operating in Israel. In some cyber segments, the two world leaders are actually led by Israeli founders such as Checkpoint and Palo Alto Networks. Agree? Um, within that, Endpoint Security, the area where Sentinel-1 is concentrating their efforts, is now estimated to be around $8 billion market. It could even grow to about $18 billion. Although Sentinel-1 has a lot of competition, Microsoft, CrowdStrike, Kaspersky, Symantec, um, relying on the advances of AI and roots in Israeli cyber intelligence community, the platform is built around the idea of working automatically, not just to detect endpoints and vulnerabilities, but to apply behavioral models. As of February 2020, it had 3,500 customers, including hundreds from Global 2000 Enterprises, three of which are the biggest companies in the world. 113% year-on-year new bookings growth, revenue growth of 100%, 150% growth year-on-year, -year, and transactions of each are about $2 million. So those numbers will still grow significantly. Okay, um, you know, I think this is a typical growth stock, um, and people actually compare this with the competition. So um, Sentinel-1 is not cheap, neither is, um, neither is of course, a CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike got listed just last 2019, and you'll notice that this was hot all the way for about two to three years now. This is a $50 name that's now 5x at about $250, and was also expensive to begin with, and it's now trading at $56 billion. As software infrastructures of our age today have no choice but to have a long-term cybersecurity essential. 
So um, I'm not saying that this is a, a cheap company, but it makes sense why people are buying it up. So it's this, they're saying that uh, we're not just changing the game, we are actually the new standard, pushing the boundaries of autonomous technology. Sentinel-1's mission is to understand that cybersecurity is constantly changing. Time would favor the adversary. Today's challenges aren't like tomorrow's. Um, threats are more advanced, leveraging the power of automation. At Sentinel-1, our mission is to defeat every attack, every second, every day with our singularity platform. Who are we? We are defenders. It's why we exist. We are born from hustle, Israel. Uh, we've spent decades sharpening ourselves, making things better for our customers, putting our customers first, turning traditional customer relationships into true partnerships. So Tomer Weingarten, Nicholas Warner, David Bernhardt, Daniel Bernard. Let's read further on uh, the co-founder. So Raj Rajamani, Rick Smith. Okay, let's see about the management of Sentinel-1. But um, trusted by the best, Autodesk, Norwegian Airlines, Flex, McKesson, a lot of awards. Glassdoor 4.9, that's amazing, guys. That means everybody loves them. Uh, Forbes AI50, most promising AI firms. Top workplaces, best uh, CNBC disruptor 50, 2021. So, um... People are paying up with locations around the world in America, Asia, Middle East, Africa, Israel. The future of cybersecurity is determined by you. Okay, Customers are our number one. Hear their stories. So for automotive, this is Aston Martin. Let's try to listen what Aston Martin says and thinks about Sentinel-1. Speed is key in cybersecurity. In reality, you need something that takes care of things in real time. Aston Martin exists to build the most beautiful and accomplished automotive art in the world. Whilst we're immensely proud of our over 100 years of heritage, we are forward-looking and innovative. We've got our endpoints deployed everywhere across the world, from uh, Abu Dhabi to the US to China. Our legacy AV product, to be fair to it, was probably best described as a sleep. Sentinel one for me um, would have fitted into the disruptor category. It was different, it was new to us, it was playing against some very well-established players in the field, and it was a lot more compelling than what the rest were bringing to the table. One of our remote sites became the subject of a ransomware attack, and we were seeing lots of uh, alerts on the firewalls, but Sentinel one had already got stuck in and was actively dealing with it as well. It was probably the first time we were able to rely on a tool fully to deal with an issue and be confident that we'd still be able to continue to work afterwards. Sentinel one really differentiated itself at that point. The tools to do active threat hunting um, and to understand the attack vectors as well. It was the lightweight management aspect of it and the visibility that the team had of what was actually going on. The uh, remaining other vendors um, we couldn't actually see the wind from the trees during the POC. It looked like too much to deal with for the team. When we were building our SOC, vigilance was really a no-brainer. Although it's a service that will deal with all of your threats, they still fully involve my team, which really is key. It's not actually a closed box solution, it's a true partnership. Sentinel One really was almost like a self-driving car. It aided the team to get on and do bigger and better. 
I mean, uh, you can see more uh, companies who love Sentinel-1. Who am I not to say it's a good company? So Kelsey Ball trusts Sentinel-1. Governments are trusting. That's the state of Monta Montana. Financial companies, FemBank, trust Sentinel-1. Services industry, TGI Fridays, trust Sentinel-1. Nonprofit, Boys Town, trust Sentinel-1. Transportation, Norwegian Airline, trust Sentinel-1. AA of South Africa, trust Sentinel-1, and more. As they've said, a lot of companies all trust. They now have 4,000 plus customers and counting. And now four of the hun uh, four of the Fortune 10 and hundreds from the global 2000. Um, they're doing the best job in the market, protecting companies, preventing threats across the world. Let's see more. You've got Hitachi Consulting, ADD, Torfs, trusted by the leading IT experts. Um, I'll have to trust these people know what they're talking about. So... Um, this is Tomir Wine Garden. Congratulations for a 10x move. And indeed, Sentinel One is number 31, Disruptor 50 2020. Funding was $430 million. Today, the valuation is $10 billion. So the funders, the VCs, got a 10x in about eight years. Um, and I don't think these uh, VCs, venture capitalists, would actually sell if they see that this company continues to grow who are the ones who fund uh raise the funds for sentinel one a couple of them actually um are qualcomm ventures tiger global inside partners third point third point ventures is daniel Loweb. so great job for these people who actually uh detected how important artificial intelligence is for cybersecurity. And uh, with strong growth, uh, we'll have no choice but to buy these types of companies. It's very expensive, but um, how will you ever know how cheap can you get a company like this if it's unique? So, yeah. Let's, uh, you, you can learn more uh, about their collaboration and their growing network, uh, their AWS, how they're integrated, and so forth. So, I think it's an interesting IPO. Um, we also want to share another news bit. Um, of course, Intelia, the NTLA, uh, had a very good breakthrough about the gene editing treatment, the NTLA 2001. It was released a week ago. Let's try to understand and hear this straight from Intelia CEO on CRISPR gene editing treatment and their secondary offering. This is just five minutes, but let's listen in. So tell us first of all, just briefly, if you may, what, what is so new and groundbreaking about this, uh, this treatment, this development? Right, so this is the first systemic administration of CRISPR where we actually used it into the body and inactivated a disease-causing gene in a very, very targeted fashion. And what's particularly exciting about that is that we were able to essentially completely inactivate that gene and see that in the clinical effects of these patients. So uh, a, a major advance in the gene editing space. To, to what extent can this be applied to other diseases as well? Is it very broad or, or quite targeted in terms of what it can be used for? Well, I think CRISPR itself can be broadly applied. The challenge is getting it to those uh, particular uh, genes that cause disease. So we started in the liver, um, which is uh, an area where there are many problems with disease-causing genes, and so we've shown that we can reach that uh, very, very successfully. There's other tissues after that that we're pursuing, especially the bone marrow, 
uh, where a, a long list of uh, blood-borne type diseases uh, can be addressed. And then after that, there's a lot of work going after uh, uh, defective genes and other tissues. Can you target some of the most common diseases and causes of death, heart disease, diabetes, cancer? Some of those diseases are monogenic, meaning they're caused by one particular gene. And I would say where we are right now, uh, this sort of approach will be uh, very, very successful uh, if we can reach them in, in the respective tissues. Other conditions that are uh, polygenic, that have many different factors that relate to that, are going to be more difficult to tackle. What are the dangers uh, of this approach, John? I mean, gene editing sounds, sounds fabulous when it works. Is it particularly bad if it doesn't work? Are the side effects much worse than, than regular treatments? Well, I think one of the uh, real breakthroughs here is we've been able to demonstrate incredible uh, uh, specificity, which means we can target that one gene that causes the problem and inactivate it. So in many respects, I think people are excited that we de-risk a lot of the questions that uh, uh, have uh, initially uh, applied to the field. So generally speaking, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm that this will be able to be applied uh, safely. It's very exciting, John, and you can see it in the stock price and, and just reading about this, this kind of development could be a revolution, but, but it's just phase one. So basic proof of principle, of concept, how long will it take and what are the next steps to get it to market and actually get it into use, to put it to use? Yeah, no, I, I think it's an important point, and I appreciate that you uh, noted that. I mean, this are phase one results. That's the initial use in humans. Uh, these approaches are subjected to the standard sorts of uh, clinical trials that any drug uh, or gene therapy would be studied under. And so we're in the earlier stages of that. Uh, over the next uh, a very few years, we would expect this would be uh, a, you know, subjected to those standard sorts of tests. But our uh, hope is that this will be available to patients uh, very, very soon. And what we learned from this initial trial uh, will be uh, principles that we can apply to a whole raft of other indications. On, on that. Okay, so um, he's talking about it's an initial place. Uh, it's still initial. Then again, the market actually uh, reacted very well. As you can see, uh, Intelia Therapeutics just saw, um, just actually went 50% up in a single day and continued higher. Uh, Intelia actually rose 100% in a week. It was actually up about 600% over the last year. It's actually up 200% for the year and why we think that any dips will continue to be bought. The most exciting phase one clinical trail, uh, trial data in the medical community has huge implications, not just for Intelia, but for all the peers. So all the peers actually generated strength, uh, whether it was Beam Therapeutics, Editas Medicine, CRISPR Therapeutics, everything actually went up. So the entire, uh, the entire catalyst was NTLA 2001, uh, had an 87% reduction in, um, in, a, in, a, in a targeted patient called ATTRPN. So the revolutionary gene therapy, it was done with a human. A single dosage of just 0.1 milligrams per kilo of body weight reduced the circulating transthyretin by 52% among the three ATTRPN patients in this group. And among patients given 0.3 milligrams, they measured an average 87% reduction, and it was safe. So um, take note that Intelia's lead candidate is a pair of messenger RNAs. These are strands, specialized fat bubbles or lipid nanoparticles. 
and um, they are going through these RNA are instructed to produce uh, therapeutic proteins. Um, it seemed before that it's a far-off dream. But just last year, 2020, Moderna and BioNTech actually used this LNP technology, lipid nanoparticle, to actually make it RNA-based drugs. So RNA-based vaccines from BioNTech and Moderna instructed human cells to actually make that spike protein, helping our immune systems recognize the real virus and the gene therapy right now for the treatment of transthyretin amyloidosis with polyneuropathy is now employing RNA as well. So um, although all of these are still in the clinical stage, it tells you that the world is actually, um, you know, the world is seeing medical breakthroughs, uh, life sciences innovation. We're actually uh, living in a stage where um, uh, I was telling people that um, we are in a code breaker. And just like uh, Walter Isaacson, who wrote a book about uh, how medical technology and the future of medicine is happening nowadays, the top medical innovations, um, this, this place, uh, artificial intelligence, life sciences, whether we're talking about yeah. cellularity SPACs, uh, whether we're talking about Jinko Bioworks, that's, Beam that's Therapeutics, obvious. Genetic Editing, why Apple and Google are working in remote sensors, why they're working with Dexcom, CRISPR stocks in general. Uh, let me show to you the movements of the stock prices. So I'll give you a, a, an idea how the market is moving. So um, you're already seeing a strong bounce, rebound of CRISPR therapeutics from 95, now trading at 155, actually up 60% just as a peer, peer play because um, in life sciences, they actually work and collaborate with each other. Whatever Intelia found, um, it's going to be used for CRISPR therapeutics in their own, um, in their own, in their own innovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay lang. In their own innovation for uh, blood sickle cell thalassemia for CRISPR therapeutics. Take note, uh, for the last five years, CRISPR therapeutics stayed from about $20, hit 10x, so about $220. Although there was a 50% drop, that actually proved to be just a correction. And with the market seeing in the next 50 years, that's actually going to be innovation using a lot of genetic editing, particularly CRISPR. Um, looks like uh, CRISPR therapeutics is actually going to have a 5 to 10 year uptrend or even 50 years. So um, with CRISPR therapeutics, this is, I think, a $10 billion company. Let me just be, uh, let me take a look. So um, CRISPR right now is uh, trading at $11 billion. So the market is actually paying uh, a premium even as it's still a clinical stage company today. Uh, let's take a look at Editas as well, also in the clinical stage. But you're noticing that these CRISPR is in the cusp of a medical revolution that the market is actually paying for, uh, for the clinical data. This is a $3.85 billion company, Editas. So um, this is trying to treat the blind. Um, take note what's happening with uh, Editas. Let me show that to you. So over the last five years, Editas has been trading from about 15 to 30. It's now trading at 55, 54. Um, if we're going to just think about how CRISPR has been advancing, it makes sense that people are just playing this as a, as a sympathy play within our gene editing, editing stocks. And Editas went from 100 down to 30 and then back to 54. I wouldn't be uh, so 
sure if it's gonna be higher, but um, with the general trajectory of the stock sector specifically, I'd say that um, the path of least resistance is of course higher. Any drops of Editas at $50 is likely to seem as a support rather than a resistance. Um, let's take a look as well with uh, Intelia. The, the primary catalyst for this entire genetic editing move, Intelia Therapeutics actually is now doing a secondary offering with what they've, with what they've uh, found out. They actually shared their uh, Intelia. There's a video here. Wait, I was trying to uh, listen to the video where they were actually explaining uh, their breakthrough. This is the Intelia 2001 conference call. They're talking about how they actually inserted... Um, that RNA in a body triggering that 87% reduction in ATT RPN, whatever that was. So, um, and they're trying to work on many uh, serious diseases, whether it be liver cells um, and heart diseases. So Intelia Therapeutics right now is trading at all-time highs. You're seeing it move from about less than $20, now hitting 160. This is from uh, the 2020 lows was as low as, well, what was this, about $11. So um, what's the market cap right now of Intelia? Let's take a look. Intelia Therapeutics is now trading at $11.7 almost similar to CRISPR. So the market is paying a premium because of the advancements and the accomplishment of Intelia, even if they're, of course, still at phase one. Now, Beam Therapeutics, also based editing, uh, this is a company also using CRISPR-Cas9 to edit your genes uh, from Gs to As, from Cs to Ts, and so forth. So um, this market cap is now trading at $8.36 billion. You're sitting at the all-time highs. Um, Dave Liu, Dr. Dave Liu of Beam Therapeutics is showing how they are using Cas9 to treat cancer. So um, another company using gene editing is also a new IPO called VOR Biopharma. This is by Siddhartha Mukherjee. We shared, uh, we shared this, uh, an interesting IPO this 2020-2021. Um, you're seeing that from $50, we saw it drop to about $20. This is still uh, $900 million. Of course, clinical stages are still too early. But if you're believing the sector, you want to have to take a look at these names. VOR Biopharma, take note what's happening as well to Iovans Therapeutics. It has been rallying from $20 all the way to $26. In general, I think... The market is of the belief that biotech, we are in a cusp of uh, medical innovation, makes sense to actually have a lot of readings in that group. So um, hope you learned something. These IPOs, uh, LegalZoom, Sentinel-1, and some great biotech names for your week. All right. So are there questions? Thoughts on metamaterials? Um, that's Torch, TRCH. They changed the metamaterials. I think it went 10x already. So usually after a move like that, um, usually you'll get a sell-off. So maybe it's fallen 50%. Yeah, so $20 all the way down to $6. I haven't really read through it. But uh, from the way this looks, I'll be avoiding metamaterials for now. Uh, usually you can even see it low $2 or $3. Might as well wait it out. <clears throat> uh, don't think, I don't think the money flow is in that group yet. Okay, so um, I'd say that from a money flow perspective, focus on the IPOs, um, focus as well on the biotech space, lots of money flowing there. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Uh, have a good afternoon.